Ladies and gents and everything in between. Uh, we're back. It's me. It's you. It's another episode of A Thompson and Other Disappointments. This episode and many more brought to you in association with GlobalButterflies.com. Helping you to become more trans and non-binary inclusive. So go to uh, GlobalButterflies.com. Uh, to find out how you can reap the benefits of implementing further diversity into your business. Um, what's going on? What's happening? What, what episode are we on? 247, I want to say. Um, what's uh, What's been in the news? It was uh, Holocaust Memorial Day over the weekend. I don't know if you guys saw that. It was all the usual hashtags on Twitter that we've come to expect with these things. All the usual appeals to remember, heal divisions, and so on, which is uh, which is fine. You know, I'm all all for healing divisions. Me, you know, obviously. But it has been an interesting affair. I think it's been an interesting moment to observe over the weekend. You know, to see Tories <laughs> immediately into the division <laughs> already. To see Tories taking time out from demonising foreigners as invaders and trying to silence Gary Lineker for highlighting the similarities between their language and that used in the 1930s and refusing to apologise to legitimate holocaust survivors for their own nazi-like rhetoric it's nice to see them take time out from all of that to post never again tweets isn't it it's been <laughs> it's been an interesting moment you know it's like ne never again we're like never <laughs> well never Never after this time. <laughs> it's like, I'll be right with you. Just let me finish it this time. Um, I mean, it takes it takes a certain kind of cretin, doesn't it? To, to sort of lament the horrors of yesteryear while following the footsteps that caused them almost to the letter. Like, it's just, it's like, it's like looking back at a bloody car wreck, right? A car crash just a few hundred yards before you. You've just gone past. You look back at it whilst you're still driving at 110 miles an hour, right? And you're like, what? Did you see that? Oh, that was awful back there. And everyone in the car is just like, would you keep your eyes on the front? Keep looking where you're driving. And you're like, yeah, but did you see how awful that was there? 110 miles an hour swerving through lanes and still looking back at the bloodied car wreck. <laughs> it's like, that's that's going to be you soon. <laughs> yeah, but look at it. Oh, it's disgusting. And the body's just hanging around. Oh, yeah, you're describing yourself, but just a bit further on. Anyway, that's uh, that's been fun. Uh, what else has been happening? Guys, what else is happening in the news sphere? Um, I saw a little column by Emma Barnett in the eye the other day. Wait till you hear this, right? This this was golden. Um, like, it's just a great example 
of governments ignoring the obvious solution to a problem. I don't know if it's because they're too stupid to understand it or if they just really don't want to accept that this is the... Anyway, you'll, you'll get what I mean in a minute. So, you know how we have a declining birth rate in the United Kingdom, dear listeners? You will no doubt be aware that we have a fairly serious baby shortage, I'm sure. People aren't having children. And it's very sad for the children, you know, that aren't existing. It's very sad for them. It's not so sad for the would-be parents who are presumably <laughs> out there living their best life, right? Like, with all that disposable income. I mean, oh, my God. Like, if I didn't have two kids, I would be making it rain in the clizz-up, guys. So, childless non-parents, you know, out there enjoying themselves, I assume, living as digital nomads, surviving their bills, not worrying about the quality of the rack concrete in their children's schools, not getting financially buttfucked by invoices from the childminder. Like, oh, that would be my fantasy, would be to not get that invoice every month for a thousand pounds. From the child mind. Some people's fantasies are like, you know, give me a redhead in high heels, right? <laughs> give, give me a curvy woman with big boobs in a in a leather skirt. That's my fantasy. My fantasy, this is what I search on Pornhub, is just me checking my bank account on the fifth of each month and I've still got that thousand pounds there. Oh Lord. That pleases me, that fantasy. Um Like, I really feel like like having a kid now is so expensive financially and emotionally, you know, because financially, obviously, it's very pricey to feed, clothe, get the childcare, to get the bigger house. So you've got space for the kid, like financially it is, but also emotionally, the amount of worry that comes with it. And I feel like when you miss out on that, when you get to keep your money and you're not worried constantly 24 7 for the welfare of your child or children if you're really masochistic <laughs> like i really feel i feel like everyone's just missing a trick you know in not doing like it should be a new trend where it's just like mocking selfie memes right of a couple it's a man and a woman or like two men or two women or whatever and then it's like they're holding a baby you know just after they would have given birth but there's nothing there, right? <laughs> they would be just as doped up and ecstatic as a post-birth mum would be like in the baby pics. Do you know what I mean? Like they're so happy that there's no child there. Just a really happy couple not having a baby. And they're elated about it. Like, can you imagine not having these bills forever? It must be incredible. Can you imagine not having to worry about like your kid's school roof falling in on them or the state of education in the next like two to five years, like what it's going to deteriorate into as the national debt explodes or like not having to worry that somebody might kidnap your kid when you're just distracted for a second at the playground or you turn up a bit late to the school pickup thing, right? It's just endless. This is just it now. 
if you're a parent. Expense, financially, emotionally, endless. And like, I don't, I don't want to sound insensitive, you know, or unfeeling to, uh, to those out there who, who maybe want to have children um, and they haven't managed to yet. Like, if you want some kids in your relationship, in your house or whatever, if you want to have kids, you should have some. You know? Although, you know, bringing children into the world in the state that it currently is, like, fr frankly feels like putting kittens on the conveyor belt of an abattoir. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, Welcome to the world, little fella. You're just in time to see it finish. Enjoy the show. <laughs> I mean, look, it's it's possible that there are some couples out there who are, you know, possibly sad that there's no little feet running around drawing on their furniture. You know, you have to save them from killing themselves three or four times a day. Like, give, give me the drill. Right. Put the no, scissors, scissors are for daddy. Thank you. You know, all that stuff. Maybe they're sad that they're missing out on. One of the core components of the human experience is, you know, often how parenthood is described. But you know what? You, like, you could get rid of that sadness with a daiquiri. My pain is endless. Right? But yeah, anyway, so this article, let's talk about this article, shall we? By Emma Barnett in the I newspaper. It says, the headline is, it says, uh, a text telling women to have babies? Good luck with that. Right. And it's, it highlights the the different approaches by different countries to try to solve their respective birth rates declining because no one's having babies, basically. Like, it's not just the UK. It's a problem throughout the world or throughout a lot of the world. So she says China have tried a public information and SMS campaign to encourage women to have babies. That's China. She says France have done a campaign to offer all French 25 year old women a fertility check. Right. That's China is the SMS public information. France fertility checks. Uh, meanwhile, the US, who Barnett hasn't mentioned, actually, uh, but I will because, you know, fuck it. Um, the US aren't texting anyone or encouraging people to have more kids or fertility tests or whatever. What they're doing is they're banning abortion, guys, to really turn that tap on. You know, I mean, that is that is ingenuity, is it not? It's like it's efficient. Like, why, why bother asking women why they're not having kids? Why bother looking at, at the root causes you know, like the colossal cost of childcare or the chaos in the wider world that you'd be bringing them into. Why? Why? That's just conversation. Forget all of that. Why? Why bother with that when you could just circumvent those awkward, lengthy discussions? Listening to women. Oh, God. You can forget all of those conversations that might result in you actually having to try to do something and exercise some leadership. I mean, it's all, all of that's very roundabout, isn't it? Why not just go straight for the jugular? Unblock the supply chain. No more abortions equals significantly more babies. Clearly, problem solved. I mean, it's it's clever Republicans, isn't it? 
It's enterprising. I mean, what, what are we doing here? We're wholesale deregulating the abortion industry. That's that's what we're doing, isn't it? Um, push that shit right back into the back streets. Cut the red tape. You know, I mean, a, a few 11-year-olds are going to die having been raped by their uncles. And, and probably a few 20 or 25-year-olds are going to die from unqualified quacks doing terminations in the stock cupboard of a brothel. But you can't, you can't make an omelette without breaking a few eggs, can you? So, more babies, guys. That's all that matters. I don't know a bunch of you would love to tap the shoulders of these lawmakers, these decision takers, you know, like I would. Go up, tap them on the shoulder, be like, I mean, couldn't you just fix the housing crisis? You know, make it more manageable for people to have a big house in which to have a family. Couldn't you just socialise childcare? Wouldn't that be easier? <laughs> but you know, you know that they would be like, don't, don't come at me with your, your socialist, leftist, Marxist, <laughs> Stalinist, communist doctrine from your, your Wokipedia page, son. This is America. This is the kind of ingenuity that made America great the first time. <laughs> anyway, so. So here are the ways that they are trying to encourage women to have babies. You're, you're going to love them. Um, so China did the PR campaign. And a few SMS messages, not WhatsApp, not WeChat, which is, I think, their version of WhatsApp. Not anything too modern. You'd think they would do TikTok, wouldn't you? <laughs> Considering it's based, isn't it state-owned? Or a portion of it is state-owned? And we're always talking about how they use TikTok to sort of, uh, like, uh, stealth PR, the younger generations of the West, like it's a Chinese state-sponsored spy tool and all that. Wouldn't it be easier for China to use TikTok for themselves? <laughs> to encourage or, like ferment this idea anyway they've they've gone for sms so um so yeah so china have done the pr with the sms um which, which i think actually is pretty funny i mean here you have an authoritarian dictatorship right but you can't say what you like about the chinese government if you live in china you just can't like they'll have you arrested uh there is no real official opposition. It's just a one-party state now. So that is what it is. It's an authoritarian dictatorship. And then you have the backdrop of the cost of living, right? In China, we do like housing and everything, which apparently is outrageous. Same as everywhere else, you know, every major built-up area that has jobs. Sydney, London, Los Angeles, New York, you know, you, you fill in the blanks. If you want to live in a two-bed or a three-bed apartment or house anywhere near any jobs you're basically fucked like wherever <laughs> so that, then you got like cost of living mortgages rents bills food whatever then you got climate change then you have the prospect of maybe another pandemic i don't know and then you have like there's just a, a myriad of reasons that you shouldn't have children that it's unwise to have children these days everything is irredeemably awful i know that you know that that's why we're all here drink with me but anyway <laughs> So, so the clouds are gathering. It's just bad news 
hysteria, chaos in every direction. You know, this is sort of evil sounding orchestra, maybe is sort of tumbling in the background of modern life, isn't there? And nuclear war is gathering pace also. Can't leave that out. And then you have the Chinese government <laughs> sending out fluffy SMSs <laughs> that are like, hey, toots, <laughs> you want to pop out some babies? What, what are you doing right now? Are you, are you turned on by any of this? Any of these chaotic, horrifying news stories behind me? Is any of this an aphrodisiac for you? Is it? <laughs> like, I don't know whose idea it was to send out an encouraging text to try and up the birth rate. But I think they need a career move. I don't think that's, you know, government comms maybe isn't your, your bag. That is a misunderstanding of communications rarely seen outside of the agency contracted by Michelle Moan. Uh, like, who is running China, you know, to come up with that? Because <laughs> you guys, you guys should have asked me. You should have come to me first. I could have told you, like, from the first brainstorming, thought shower, comms, media meeting, strategy thing. Like, hey, do you think we should send SMSs to try to get women in the mood to fornicate? I would have been like, yeah, I have some. Yeah, that's that literally never works. That's never worked for me ever in my entire life. <laughs> anyway, then we get to France's thing, right? So that was China. Now we get to France's method. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Francis thing was offering fertility checks to 25 year old women free fertility checks which i'm not really sure i understand the mechanics of this like how they've imagined this is going to encourage breeding for want of a of a better word um like does does macron think that the reason that there's fewer babies than ever before is because, well, like, you know, women are on the pill, right? Or they're asking the guys to use condoms, right? They've some sort of contraceptive layer there. But then does he think that they're like, oh, well, I would have a baby, but I'm worried that I'm infertile. Really? Like, <laughs> so then he's like, oh, here, have a test. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, oh, wow. It says that I am fertile. So I could, well, well, how come there's no baby coming out? You know, like, like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not. I have said this before. I cannot stress that enough, guys. Totally not a doctor here. But my diagnosis for that situation would be like, if you're using contraception, <laughs> that's probably why you're not having kids. More likely than infertility if you're 25 years old, right? Like, nobody's not having kids because they're worried that they might not be able to have kids. They're not having kids because of all the things I just went through a minute ago. Housing, a lack of childcare, the fact that women get their careers smashed to pieces by doing it. But I love how fingers in ears governments can be about it. Governments, plural. Like, you could fix the housing crisis, couldn't you, with a wartime building effort. You could socialise childcare. And statistics, like studies show that would boost the UK economy. I don't know about France, but we've, we've proven that it would boost the UK economy by about £13 billion. But all of this stuff, all of these solutions 
the socialised childcare, building more houses, all of it is seen as so toxically socialist, even when it makes economic sense, doesn't it? It's so toxically socialist or lefty or whatever that we get even like incoming Labour governments are like, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, sh sure, it would make sense economically, you know, and socially and morally, but how would it play out with the male guys? That, that's the thing, you know, what would the male say about it? I mean, sure, it would make sense across the board and actually improve people's lives in a, in a very real way that they would feel it would touch them. And so we would presumably reap the benefits of that at the following general election. We could credibly say that we had improved millions of lives and the economy. Sure, that would be the case, almost undeniably. But, you know, on the other hand, it might just be easier to, uh, you know, to... Um, to rent a few billboards and just tell women to have a baby. Well, what do you reckon? That'd probably work, wouldn't it? We'll just tell women what to do. Oh, they love that, don't they? <laughs> I think when it comes to something as sensitive as having babies, I think, oh, the worst thing you could do is listen to women. Oh, God, no, no, no. We'll just tell them that they're selfish for not doing as we have asked them to. I think that will that will win them over. If there is one lesson to have learned from the housing crisis and all the Netflix and avocados talk, it's that that approach is fantastically successful. We should roll it out across the baby shortage too. Oh, fuck them all to Jupiter. I mean, you know where you know where did actually uh, try to help out with the cost of childcare uh, was Australia guys uh, they had what they called a baby bonus scheme so you could get like four thousand dollars towards the cost of raising a child right and over time it also it went up which was pretty cool i got to five thousand dollars and then five thousand three hundred and the birth rate as a result of that actually started to go up in Australia, I think it was 2011, 2012 or something. Uh, but then can you guess what happened, dear listeners? Take a wild stab in the dark. What happened? <laughs> yes. Like everywhere else, eventually a conservative government got in a conservative administration. They slashed it by 60 percent for the first child and almost nothing for the second and so on. And hey, presto, what happened? It continued its descent to less now than replacement levels. So the population of Australia is going to decline. Um, I mean, it never ceases to amaze me, guys. It really does not. I'm never not astounded. At how vociferously, how determinedly, for want of a better word, Governments will govern to get around the thing that actually fixes the thing, you know? Like, the solutions here are obvious, right? You've got to make housing cheaper so people can kind of upsize and have the space in which to have a family. Or you've got to drastically improve welfare and state subsidies to make the impact of having a child a little bit more affordable, at least. 
Basically, make it less terrible to have kids, is what I'm saying. But they can't do that. They can never do that. In Australia, America, the UK, China, wherever. Because it just feels like they're giving away free money to people. You know, and then well, what if what if somebody abused it? You know, what if somebody defrauded the system and said that they had more children than they actually did? You know, they would, they would get free money. Or what if two parents, two separated parents, both claimed for the same child? Like, maybe, what, what if that happened? Ed? Well, maybe that will happen. You know, I'm sure that that will at some point. But shutting it down for everyone. Because a couple of people here and there might game the system. That doesn't seem right, does it? If the goal that you're trying to achieve is to make it more affordable for everyone, right? I mean, you must know that, imaginary conservative person. You must know that it's not right to tar everyone with the same brush. Because the global financial crisis was only caused by a few bad apples, right? The police forces are only a few bad apples that nobody ever thinks actually need wholesale change, right? This is the thing about conservatives, man. Like, and it is true the world over, seemingly. It doesn't matter if it's, say, Suella Braverman over here or some red-cheeked... Australian conservative in a suit in Canberra or uh, or an anger wank Republican in the Senate. It is true internationally that they will look the other way at things like institutional racism in a police force. Ah, it's just, it's just a few, few bad apples. That's all it is. They will shake hands with bankers that crash the economy. And they'll be like, oh, it's just a few isolated. You know, we've learned our lessons were learned and all that. They'll make piecemeal approaches that don't really fix a problem. And then they'll be like, lessons will be learned or like a few bad apples or whatever until the whole thing blows up into a nightmare. <laughs> and then they'll be back on Twitter the next day like, never again. <laughs> While doing dick one to stop it, driving at 110 miles an hour. Do you know what I mean? It's insane. You know, something else that happened in, in Australia, actually, uh, very much in keeping with the show. Uh, I was going to talk about it today, but let's let's just let's move on to it. You know, seamless uh, segue is the word that I'm looking for. Um, so I found a weird story the other day um, and it's sort of it's about a gun death. Uh, so that's not really anything new for this show. You know, I've done done a lot of those uh expose type things and like nra related uh, shows i did one last week in fact but they're like normally they're in america that's the thing like and then we all have a good laugh about how doomed the united states is and how dumb their republicans are and that's why they won't ban guns because they're so dumb and so they're doomed to another nationalist festive mall shooting every three months that's the usual vibe but this one this story is in sydney all right, Sydney, Australia. Yeah. And that is interesting to me because Australia is always kind of like heralded as a success story, isn't it, with regards to gun control? I think it was um, 
I think it was Jim Jeffries who pointed out that they had one serious shooting in Oz and then they just banned the guns, right? They just took away the guns. And so now, like, no more shootings kind of thing was what he was saying, I think, in his very famous anti-gun uh, stand-up routine. And I'm not saying that means, like, the, the fact that there's been a shooting there, I'm not saying that that means it was useless for them to ban guns. Like, if you look at Australia versus America, I mean, there is just no comparison, right? Australia's banning of guns has been hugely successful when you contrast it with, you know, the daily shootings in uh, in the United States. Um, but I am saying, like, it makes stories like this one that I'm about to tell you all the more jarring, right? Because it's like, oh, wow, like somebody shot somebody in <laughs> in Australia, really? I'm always like, well, somebody must have really wanted you dead. <laughs> Like, it's just one thing to have, you know, a shooting that takes place in America where there's, you know, a gun in your glove box and you end up, what, like, shooting your husband because he wouldn't shut the fuck up about the game. <laughs> Again, you know, you're like, oh, finally, finally some peace and quiet. Like, I don't care about football, Dave, or baseball, you boring fucking asshole. Just staring at the dead body of her husband. Just finally snapped and shot him in the head. <laughs> Fifteen years I've had to listen to you drivel on about the 49ers. You think I give a shit? Really? You think I give a Vegas fuck? How many touchdowns some asshole you went to college with got, got on Saturday? Really? Like it wasn't a hint? It wasn't a hint that I was bored when I was reading the ingredients off the goddamn ketchup sachet? Really? Like, that was the thing that took my attention away from your boring goddamn sports talk. Like, you're so boring. You've literally bored yourself to death right here this evening. You piece of shit, Dave. I'm glad you're dead. Now I can just go to a women's jail and be with other women and never hear any sports talk again. I can just read my book in peace. Christ! Like, I wonder how many women, I wonder how many wives would answer, like, honestly, if you asked them, would you fear going to a female-only prison? Like, I wonder how many of them would be like, are you kidding? <laughs> I've been trying to get a women's-only night at the gym and to not be bothered by guys in at the bus stop, even? I would like to not be awkwardly groined at nine o'clock at night when I'm just trying to get to sleep. Oh, to just be left with other women and we can read our books in peace. Anyway, I digress. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, yeah, right. So it's like it's one thing to have a gun in your glove box, right? And to end up sort of half accidentally killing your husband right in the heat of the moment that is one thing that's your country's gun laws right are kind of lax and so that sort of stuff happens it's another i think to be in a completely different country with very limited availability of firearms and to then end up shot you know like that shows tenacity on the on the gunman's part doesn't it that shows work ethic and will like, I'd be the worst judge for this case in Australia. I'd be like, so did you, you seriously got hold of the gun? Like, you managed to get hold of the gun? You, you planned all of this out? And like, yeah, 
Unfortunately, I did, and I'm very regretful, Your Honor. I'd be like, I mean, that shows a steadfast level of perseverance. Like, 100 hours community service and an internship at Accenture. Sounds like you got on the wrong track, but maybe we could get you back. I mean, you could be an excellent project manager, son. So, anyway, so yeah, I feel like if you get shot in Australia, you must have done something. <laughs> and anyway, so this guy, he's a, he's a criminal defense lawyer, right? And immediately you're like going ding, 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 right? He's a criminal defense lawyer and he's coming out of his house. And as he does so, there's a security camera filming his driveway. And a guy in a black balaclava and black uh, clothing, he creeps out from behind this car and he runs up to him. And then he reported it like you don't see this on the video, but he reportedly then shoots him twice, which sounds like assassiny, doesn't it? And it looks assassiny as well. But he shoots him in the leg and the abdomen, not the head and the chest, which I would have thought would be more, you know, traditional estate uh, for, for a hitman. Um, but what do I know? I don't. Yeah, I'm not a hitman. Um, so he shoots him in the leg and he shoots in, in the abdomen and he survives, uh, which is good because, you know, I don't want to be mocking the death of anyone on here, you know, save for a few anti-vaxxers and uh, pro-gun Republicans whose kids find the gun in a unlocked drawer and end up shooting the mum or the dad in the kitchen for a laugh like it's a toy, which which within that that within that sort of context of the scenario there really is an inexhaustible amount of comedic mileage there just is always it's perfect but you know in this instance i don't want to mock a guy who gets shot to death a lawyer gets shot to death on his own driveway uh but he does he survived it so shot to the abdomen he's safe you know possibly saved by being admitted to a mystery hospital with a mystery abdominal surgery and two weeks of blanket coverage by the Daily Mail, who would have been worried sick, I'm sure, just like they have been with precious, sweet, wordless Kate and her routine abdominal surgery. You know, she bravely went into hospital, didn't she? She didn't moan, didn't complain. Very, very brave is Kate. She didn't moan once. Though only because that would require her to speak. And so <laughs> a dignified silence has, of course, been observed throughout by sweet, sweet, silent Kate. Um, anyway, so he goes into hospital, he survives and the police are appealing for witnesses. Right. But it's like, who was he defending? You know, it's a criminal defense lawyer shot in a country that doesn't really have guns. Like, what kind of chess moves would you need to do to get that firearm, you know, to get that ammunition, to risk everything to take this guy out in broad daylight as well? Like, who was he defending? Who has he defended previously? And like, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not getting victim blaming. I'm not like, what did you do to get to end up getting shot? Right. I'm not saying he deserved it. Far from it. You know, like, I think you should have the right to have a legal defense in a civilized country, no matter what you did. But I'm just saying it's obviously very deliberate, right? Very targeted. 
Anyway, now the, there's a superintendent guy from uh, the Sydney police. And this is quoted from uh, Guardian Australia. And he says, uh, it is it is a brazen, clearly targeted shooting. Johnson, who is the superintendent guy, Johnson told reporters on Wednesday, the motive and the reasoning behind it at this stage is too early to speculate. It's too early to speculate, guys. That's what he said. And I'm like, is it though? <laughs> is it too early to speculate, really? Like, I reckon this guy, his name is, I think his name is Mohammed Abba Abbas, right? I reckon Abbas has an idea who it is. <laughs> I reckon the police must have an inkling, right? Like, is that really what you want to hear from the police in the immediate aftermath of a shooting? <laughs> you get shot. In that immediate, like, window of time, that precious window of time afterwards, where time is on your side, you know? Like, isn't there, there's a statistic about this, isn't there? Like, if you don't catch someone in the first 72 hours after the crime, right, then the probability that you will do goes down by X percent, right, every single day after that. Something like that, isn't it? So is that really what you want to hear when you're laying there bleeding like Tupac, you know? You're like, somebody shot me. This motherfucker's trying to kill me. And everyone down the street is just like, get indoors, kids. Get indoors. Brett, Brett, pack away the golden ball set. Put it all away in the shed. There's a gunman on the loose, Brett. Get inside. And you're like, oh, cool. Look, it's, it's the police over there. Okay, police, come in. Yeah. Uh, who did it? Who, who, who shot me? Are you catching him? Have you caught him? Who did this? And they're like, oh, it's too, uh, it's too early to speculate, really. Wouldn't you be like, I, uh, are, you, are you joking? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I like to do my catching uh, after breakfast. <laughs> no rush. Well, have you, got any, have you got any leads? Any ideas who might have done? Not yet. You know, but I, I got my brother's Barbie to Savo and, and then the game tomorrow. Uh, so it's just too early to speculate. You've got to give it time. You know, you've got to process the hate. I'll process me burger and hot dog. Let's let's regroup midweek. <laughs> you you what? There's, there's a gunman who just attempted murder. I've got holes in my chest, in my abdomen. He's probably halfway to the airport by now already. Yeah, but he's, uh, you know, he's probably just one bad apple. <laughs> what, one bad apple? Really? Yeah, oh yeah, it's just a... Just an isolated incident, you know. I, I, I doubt you'll see a repeat of it, to be honest with you. I I don't believe this uh, this casual, laissez-faire attitude from law enforcement. You're supposed to protect us, protect and serve. Hey, hey, listen, listen. It's too early to speculate. You're probably not going to see a repeat of it. And, uh, and, and, and hashtag never again. <laughs> Some, you know traumatized terrified mother comes out into the street like i've i've got kids in there he's like well li listen love all right here's what you do right you let let your kids play outside like normal you you what i can't and if if the gunman comes back and that is a big if all right i don't think there's any stats that say criminals ever return to the scene of the crime so you, you're probably golden but if the gunman comes back. And if your baby 
gets caught in the crossfire. Oh my God. Here's what you do, right? You just wait for the text, the, the text. What, like, what are you talking? The text from the government. Why would the government text me? Right, it'll say Queensland government siren system alert. Siren? What's it going to say? It's going to say, it's time to make another baby. You get yourself warmed up, darling, and I'll chuck a few in your ovary pond. Guys, that's it. Thank you so much to the Patreons and the community backers for continuing to support the show and the paper reviews and, and everything else. Um, there's so many of you now. Look, I've got to put your names all on the same credit thing. So there you go. Thank you so much. A doff of the cap to you all. Um, I'll be back Friday night, this coming Friday, uh, with my next mystery super secret guest star. Um, I always have a guest on Friday nights. Um, this week, last week was Femi. Um, this coming week, not a political figure at all. Who could it be? You can take a guess if you like in the comments below. Uh, if you're enjoying the paper reviews and the podcast and everything, do consider hitting the thanks option here on YouTube or join the YouTube community or Patreon, patreon.com forward slash aid Thompson. Uh, if you join the community or the Patreon, you get access to the Discord instant messaging chat. I'm in there most days. I also pop in there after the live shows on Friday nights. Uh, you'll get credited at the end of shows like this one. Um, basically, you get named and shamed, don't you? As my sort of veritable accomplices or co-conspirators uh you get episodes of the podcast two days before everybody else and our next cult because it's, it's basically a cult right that i'm building our next cult meetup uh will be in march that's in london which is of course free to patreons and community people um and that'll be in london so if you are supportive and you know you want to get involved in it all uh jump on patreon.com forward slash aid thompson until next time guys dear influencers, people of the booge, I'm out this motherfucker. Ooh.